is going to be on um, Sri Prabhupada Jivanritam by um, Chiramaj, specifically the, the prelude. Um, and auspiciously, uh, earlier this week was um, Chiramaj's appearance day. And um, I figured it'd be nice to offer uh, pronouns, offer um, his pronoun mantra as well. So recite that. Um, Devam Divya Tanum Suchanda Varanam Balaka Chelanchitam Sandrananda Puram Sarika Varanam Vairagya Virambudim Sri Serantanidim Subhakti Lasitam Sarasvata Namvaram Anditam Shuparam Mareka Sharnam Yashishvaram Shiraram. Translation of this is by Govindamaraj His divine form is adorned with garments the color of the newly risen sun. His speech is most pleasing, and he is an ocean of renunciation and knowledge. He is an abode of divine ecstasy, resplendent with pure devotion. He is a treasure house of perfect conclusions, the leader of the Tridandi Sannyasis, and the best of Srila Sarasvati Thakur's followers. He is the only choice of the sadhus, the giver of all goodness and my only shelter. I offer my obeisances unto my Lord, Srila Bhakti Rakshak Goswami Maharaj. And 
prompted by Omkar Gurmaj also expressed some desire to write um, maybe a commentary on that Pranam Mantra as well. So we can look forward to that. Um, but yeah, so we'll continue honoring Shiramaj by looking at his um, one of his works where he compiled um, essential verses from the scriptures um, that all kind of point in the direction, encourage the reader um, to develop a desire, um, an understanding, and a um, dedication to, to surrender um, to Sharanagati. Um, and he kind of organizes the book into different sections um, based on the verses, either verses of scripture, verses of devotees um, within scripture or poem, poems and so forth from recent sadhus, um, and also verses spoken by Bhagavan. Um, and they're all kind of delineated in the um, six angas of Sharanagati. Um, and before he begins um, reciting uh, those verses that he's compiled, um, he begins with a, a prelude to the book which um, is very insightful and full of many, um, many beautiful verses that he's composed. Um, it begins with an auspicious invocation. Um, and then he makes a humble petition um, um, for offering the book to the devotees. He introduces the subjects um, the main subjects that will be covered and kind of the summaries of the chapters that he's going to um, share going forward. And then the book ends in an epilogue. Um, and so in the prelude, I mean, all those um, parts are very beautiful and worth going through. And hopefully there'll be time to maybe go through all of them. Um, I um, was really drawn to the theme um, kind of towards the end of the prelude. He, he gives the theme of the, of the book. Um, and it's a little simpler, I guess. Some of the other, the invocation and so forth are um, more layered, um, very deep and would probably take a long time to prepare a class for it. So you can forgive me for, for going out of order in the prelude. Um, and I don't have a word by word definition. Um, so I'm just going off of the English translation, which I believe is translated by Bhakti Ananda Saga Maharaj. Um, so today we're gonna to be looking at the, the theme of the text given by Sri Ramaj, the Vastu Nirnaya, um, which is 
also interestingly a definition of Sharanagati as that's kind of that's the theme of the book Sharanagati so here's um, the verse 135 135 uh, Bhagavad Bhaktita Sarvam it Itya Ityut Srija Vidya Api Tankaryam Krishna Paraika Sharyatvam Sharanagati. Theme of the work Being governed by the faith that all success is achieved by serving the Supreme Lord, to abandon servitude to even scriptural injunctions and take exclusive refuge in the lotus feet of Sri Krishna in every time, place, and circumstance, is known as Sharanagati, unconditional surrender. So, just starting off, um, just go sentence by sentence and kind of unpack it a bit. Um, the first sentence, being governed by the faith that all success is achieved by serving the Supreme Lord. So, Sharanagati is uh, described as like the active component of Shraddha. It's the, it's how we can kind of quantify faith um, of ourselves primarily, but also of others um, that we're looking to receive guidance from. And we can understand the faith of our, our own heart, um, what, what we really have faith in by, by our actions, by our movements, um, as those are kind of the outer expression of which faith is underlying. And so Shiramaraj says here that the underlying faith of Sharanagati is the conviction that all success is achieved by serving Bhagavan. Anything and everything, all success, simply by serving Bhagavan. Um, so that's a simple and beautiful kind of mantra that we can keep if we want to keep ourselves fixed and attendant to developing Sharanagati. Um, so what is all success? Um, well, in a kind of broad, broader sense, um, I mean, success could be anything that the jiva desires and wants to attain. Um, in Srimad Bhagavatam uh, 2310, uh, it said, Akama, Akama A person who has broader intelligence, whether he be full of material desires without any material desires or desiring liberation must by all means worship the supreme whole, the word personality of Godhead. So here we see kama, uh, jnana, 
bhakti um, so any kind of the um, the desires that may preoccupy the jiva um, could in a broader sense be defined as success but this is in the context of devotion so we'll be looking at what does success mean for a devotee um, and what is all success so in the highest sense that would be prem um the ultimate goal of of our of our path um on sadhana our goal is bhava and bhava the concentration of that is prem which is said to give the the fullest satisfaction um to krishna and by extension ourselves um to be able to uh, offer that to krishna and engage in those um in that relationship that would be kind of the ultimate definition of success and i guess also in a more relative sense anything um and everything that may support and foster that um, either directly or indirectly um, which may in a, in a more indirect way maybe more you know physical and mental health um, friendly like-minded community uh, stable livelihood sattvic living space um, and so forth so these are all kind of um, many successes maybe that can help us support us and um, help us continue deeper and deeper on the path towards all success or praying um, and the idea with uh, that verse that I shared from Srimad Bhagavatam that in a broader sense, it's being applied, but in a more specific kind of devotional sense, it's kind of wherever you are on the path of bhakti. Um, if you have, you know, still material desires, if you have, to, you know, if you're suffering, you want to be freed from material desires, or if in a deeper sense, your, your desire is to please Krishna and serve him, um, be a vessel of love, um, for him, then ultimately we have to come to the understanding that serving, worshiping Krishna is the, is the best means uh, to achieve that. Um, that the, the Kripa Shakti of Bhagavan is uh, for a jiva from, from Bhava down to the first first touch of bhakti in their life that kripa shakti is going to be the the most powerful element of helping us achieve whatever we want to achieve whatever your sense understanding of success is uh, consciously and subconsciously that worshiping god krishna for that um is is the method and so this is kind of the the faith that's underlying um 
Asharanagata. And conversely, um, for someone who's who's struggling to develop Sharanagati, I think oftentimes the problem is not that we don't believe Prem is the highest success. I think I think we understand that. <laughs> um, at least on a theological um level that that prem truly is the the highest ideal and our ultimate goal but we we don't believe that that prem or or any other thing um that we really want can be achieved simply by worshiping krishna i think we often fall into the tendency that it's we need something else, um, something almost outside of Krishna um, to, to be able to achieve those goals. Um, frame and, and anything that may help that. And so just kind of coming back, I guess, to, to that um, simpler faith. I know Gurmaj often gives the example of of Rajbasis um doing Dandavat Parikram around Govardhan for simple material um successes, you know, to heal their own disease, their mother's disease, to stop a conflict in this in that region. Um, they have such faith in in Govardhan. Um, that he's capable, that um, he, he's very high up, but he's capable of attending to everything underneath him. It's not that he's blind to it. Um, he's very present and intimately involved with, with all those things in the eyes of a, a Sharanagata. And so... Um, that may be a good area to, to kind of work on. Maybe not necessarily that frame. If if you feel that, you know, you have an understanding that frame is the goal, but maybe also how Krishna, simply worshiping Krishna, can can really that's 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 the way to achieve that goal and every other smaller goal. Um, in between, and. We um I think one way to kind of build faith in that is to reflect very deeply on things we value in our life and things we've achieved um Or things that have just happened <laughs> to us that are are beautiful and to really look deeply at those things and see try to find that connection between those things and krishna um, between those things and the merciful glance of a vaishnav and try to understand how 
every everything that's that's truly good in in an absolute sense in our life had had some connection to Krishna somehow was related to we or or someone else in relation to us worshipped Krishna and somehow that connection brought that um, that beautiful element into our life and the more we can understand that um, the more we'll have faith that for these other things we want it's not that we do something else but that we we try to um, hone that method even more um, that has gotten us um, the beauty that we see in our life now we try to hone that more to to increase that and bring more um, more of those good things those those beautiful really good sacred sacred things into our life um, through worship and um There's one nice verse in connection to this, um, another one from Srimad Bhagavatam, um, also quoted in Chaitanya Charitamrita, which I stumbled on before uh, recently, where Mahaprabhu is touring South India and he, he runs into the the Brahmin leper, um, Vasudev, and he embraces him. takes away all his, his leprosy and cures him. And Vasudev in return uh, quotes this verse um, from the Bhagavatam, uh, which is originally um, quoted by Sudam to Krishna, where he says, Kaham darija papiyan ka Krishna shriniketana ramabandur itis maham who am I, a sinful, poor friend of a Brahmin? And who is Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, full in six opulences? Nonetheless, he has embraced me with his two arms. Um, I like how that ends. Bahubhyam means like by the arms, and Pairambita means embrace. Pairambita just sounds like a a festival, um, fireworks going on. Um, but in connection to what we've been talking about, I was thinking of this. I mean, the verse says, Brahmabandhu, um, a friend of a Brahmin. But of course, this in our case could be extended to a Vaishnava um, or just a friend of a Vaishnava. Somehow, somehow we've a Vaishnava is um, befriended us and um, shown mercy to us. And just because of that, we have this opportunity for Krishna uh, in, <laughs> in all of our, our wretchedness um, and our uh, poor, poor uh, mental states and um, desires and so forth and all of that Krishna is willing to embrace us with his two arms um, so 
I think we could, you know, in a in an extended sense, we could kind of see all these beautiful manifestations in our lives um, as Krishna trying to embrace, uh, trying to embrace us, and and through through the mercy um, of a Vaishnav that's that's coming to us that that um, that all success that's the success we want. Um, Krishna hugging us. So, um, so whatever your desire, <laughs> surrender to Krishna. Um, another thing you can meditate on too, um, in this regard, is how much is really in your control. Um, thinking about you know from physical to subtle, um, all the elements of our being how much happens to us that we have so little control over on a daily basis, on a monthly, yearly, or a lifetime. Um, you know, how much is almost already written in stone in some ways. Um, and, you know, Krishna can, of course, rearrange those stones, but they're there, and... Those stones are there, and they're kind of waiting for us. So it's um yeah. There's there's I mean we can do something, you know. Um, it's not that uh, we're just like um a leaf in the river, but it's, you know in some sense we are. It's it's. What we can do essentially is is um is beg for the mercy, uh, serving Krishna, and having connection to that Kripa Shakti, to to influence those stones and um, of our life, um, those things that we don't have control over, we just kind of meditate. You know, it's almost like a natural next step if you just meditate on all those things you don't have control over the next step is naturally to to worship krishna um because you can't <laughs> you can't change him yourself um so you can so the the shridamaj is expressing here is the foundation of sharanagati is this this full-hearted belief that no other path or methodology will help us more than serving Krishna um, in any any of our endeavors, any of our goals, any things we want to achieve, which ultimately, uh, hopefully, should all be pointing to Prem. Um, there's this verse. In Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, uh, 10 10, um, Desham Satara Yuktanam Vajatam Priti Purvakam Dami Buri Yogam Tam Yena Mam Upayantite. And from Gurmaj's um, Bhagavad Gita, it's translated to those who are constantly devoted. 
who worship me with love, I give the power of discrimination by which they can come to me, by which they come to me. Um, so I think this verse connects pretty strongly um, this whole part of the Bhagavad Gita. Actually, in Gurumaj's commentary, he quotes Madhusudan Saraswati um, in relation to the previous verse. Madhusudan Saraswati says that the devotees feel we have attained everything through this much devotion alone. There is no need for anything else to be achieved. So I think that, um, I like that quote, it seems to connect very well to this idea that all success is achieved simply by serving Krishna. And, but in relation to this verse 1010, um, um, first off, this verse is very dear uh, to Guru Maharaj. I believe it was the first verse he memorized. Um, someone can correct me if I'm wrong on that. But he, uh, some Swami calls it go. I'd love <laughs> if someone could find that, that'd be very nice. But he glorified it very profusely. Um, almost to the extent of saying, if, if this is the one verse you have, then this is enough. Everything is there in this one. And, and it really, I mean, from the beginning to to the end of the path this verse is really um it, it covers everything and i think because the reason because that is because it's so intimately connected with sharanagati um and and the outer expression um how what what that means um, and one thing I really like about this verse is there's there's two elements in it. One is simplicity, um, constant devotion, worship me with love. So that's pretty simple, love, worship me with love. But then there's also complexity. I give the power of discrimination by which they come to me. And discrimination, you know, that involves some maybe some thinking. Um, so it's not that we don't, in the name of Sharanagati, we don't deal with complexity um, in our lives. But the idea being expressed here is that we approach that with a simple, humble, devoted heart. Not that we become complex when we enter into those complexities and you know, we start to <laughs> we start to become um, uh, what's the word? We, I mean, just yeah, we lose that simplicity. Um, we we you know, there's a there's a, a fine line between being able to navigate something to be in it but not of it but then also to be in it and of it so you have to be careful very careful 
um, of navigating that process. And ultimately, this is the, the way through constant devotion, worship, and love. And so to kind of enter that with a simple loving heart, always dependent, always um, serving, worshiping, loving Krishna, looking to him uh, for the answer. That's how um, complex things become simple. Um, things that seem overwhelming, things that seem very um, unbearable or uh, difficult, um, many layers, they, they be, they'll become clear and they'll become, um, because the path will become clear and all that rubbish to the side will just be pushed away. And, and Krishna will give that. Krishna will give that. Uh, discrimination uh, to his to his Sharanagata um, because he wants because Krishna is his um, is very merciful to his Sharanagata and he wants him to attain all success so so we'll continue now with the verse um, um the theme of the work. This is kind of a, a definition given by Sri Dharmaj of Sharanagati, which he then goes on to unpack a bit and give more support for it. But we're just going to kind of look at the, this verse for today. Um, second part. So the first one, just to repeat, is being governed by the faith that all success is achieved by serving the Supreme Lord. The second part, to abandon servitude to even scriptural injunctions and take exclusive refuge in the lotus feet of Sri Krishna. So this is an interesting part. <laughs> um, and it gets pretty personal um, in this part where he says to abandon serving even scriptural injunctions. Um, so it's an interesting statement. I think it, it needs to be understood properly. Um, hopefully I can explain it properly. <laughs> um, in one sense, I think he's referring to Vaidimark scriptural injunctions. Um, the idea that we... Um, need we have these reverential dutiful rules uh sir for serving god that these rules um almost take precedence over the love that any act of service has to be done in a certain order has to be done in a certain way etc or else that service um, that offering won't be accepted by Sri krishna um or Narayan or so forth. So in one sense, to abandon scriptural injunctions, um, he's talking about kind of more that Vaidimar, um rule-based formula for approaching God. Um, but in another sense, in relation to um, our path, we could take it to mean that 
um, abandoning not what is it abandoned servitude to even scriptural injunctions. We could take that to mean that we're not letting our scriptural statements in the Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Chaitamrita, and so forth. We're not letting them be as meaningful, as dynamic, and as living as they could be. Um, in other words, not letting them be fully subservient and intimately um, part of Sri Krishna. Um, so we're we're not taking shelter of an idea um, or a principle. Um, or we're, we're taking shelter of a person. Uh, so it's kind of an interesting idea that that truth truth is a person, um, a dynamic, moving. Most moving, <laughs> the most dynamic person, um, Krishna, and so you know it's. You, I think you have to be very careful how you separate these two, um, because scripture. I mean, Srimad Bhagavatam said to be a, an incarnation of God in in this earth, so. Um, of course, it's not that we're abandoning um, scriptural statements in Srimad Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrita, or, or any of our central Gaudiya texts, but it's that we're not stuck to the letter um, because words can't really express all that the author uh, was even trying to say they're just trying to point to something um, and in this you know where Sridharmaj says take exclusive refuge in the lotus feet of Sri Krishna so all these verses in scripture are, are all pointing in that direction in the lotus feet of Sri Krishna and so to be subservient to that more dynamic um, living truth is uh, is really the a, comp uh, a very important component of Sharanagati. Um, Sharanagati means um, surrender. So it's not that we're surrendering to a verse. Uh, I think that's very important, but that we're surrendering to something living, something very dynamic, something moving. Um, and we don't know where it's going to move. We don't know where it's going to go. We don't know what it's going to say. But we're surrendered to it. We trust it. We love it. Um, and that it, it literally defines truth as it moves. Um, it's not that you say this is truth. This is the box of truth. And anything outside of this is non-truthful, but it's wherever Krishna or the Vaishnav goes, that's where truth follows. So, so truth is really serving uh, Krishna and the Vaishnavas. 
and beauty. All these things are serving uh, Sri Krishna and the Vaishnavas. So we, we can't ever get, we have to be very careful not to get stuck on certain concepts, um, injunctions, and so forth that we've taken as an absolute in every circumstance. Um, I think Gurmaj has talked about scripture as like a, an outline. Um, he often gives the the analogy of, you know, each devotee eventually has to write their own page. And so, of course, this isn't something to try to jump into, but this is uh, where we're going. This is part of where Sharanagati leads. And one who is fully surrendered to that moving, living person will, <laughs> the book will continue. Um, uh, they'll, they'll allow the, the scripture to be as meaningful and as living as it, as it really is. Um, new commentaries will come. Um, rewritings of the same, the same book will come in different ways, in different moods. Um, this is this is serving the lotus feet of Sri Krishna, um, and being being open to all those possibilities. I think that's a that's a very important word in Sharanagati. Sharanagati is anything is possible. I think Prabhupada liked to quote Napoleon. Um, impossible is a word in a fool's dictionary. Uh, so a fool <laughs> would be someone who's not uh, a Sharanagata or someone who's not um, following a Sharanagata uh, because we should be open to any possibility. Um, doesn't mean blind. That doesn't mean, you know, um, walking into a um, something that will be very detrimental to us. Uh, but we should be open. You know, maybe something didn't work 10 times and we need space, but maybe that 11th time it will, who knows. Um, open to such things. Um, smart, uh, like Krishna said before in the Bhagavad Gita, discerning. We have to be discerning, but open. So it's bringing these two together. And I think that's very essential uh, on the rock movement, uh, that we're always this possibility. Uh, we're always on the cusp of something amazing, right? Because, because Krishna's on the other side. Um, Sharanagati, um, especially on the Ragmarg, is, is filled with chamatka, astonishment, because um, Krishna's, Krishna's very dynamic. And if we are surrendered to him, if we're um, open to hear and, and see what he wants to do, it, it'll be very astonishing where he brings us, um, what he has us do how he moves us, how he makes us feel. Um, 
So there's this excitement, but there's also this humility um, because we're always listening for his blessing of our next step. Um, you know, he could go a different direction. We're not, we don't want to take the lead. We always want him to be in the lead and, and always attentive. Never, never um, getting stuck in a certain movement, but always attentive and listening to see, is he still going this way? Uh, I like the, how the cows, all the cows wait for Krishna to go first. You know, most usually you have to get behind the cow, <laughs> sometimes with a rope or stick, just to get, <laughs> get them moving. Um, but but with uh, the Gomatas in Golok there, they just follow. They just follow Krishna. <laughs> they wait for him to go first because they want to see him. They want to follow his his footprints, um, the path that he's he's gone, because he'll know, he'll know where the best grass is, the best rivers are for bathing, um, and so forth. We may find something, <laughs> a little something to munch on over here, but he'll bring us to some fresh pasture. So, um, uh, this kind of eagerness and patience, um, I think this is very essential to, to Sharanagati. Very eager for what Krishna may do, but patient because Krishna has to do it not us. Um, and one verse that I think expresses this very nicely is 10.14.8, Srimad Bhagavatam, Brahma, in his prayers. It's a very famous verse, Tate nu kampam sushikshamanu unjanya evatma kritam vipakam irvag vipapudir my dear Lord, one who earnestly waits for you to bestow your causeless mercy upon him, all the while patiently suffering the reactions of his past misdeeds and offering you respectful obeisances within his heart, words, and body, is surely eligible for liberation, for it has become his rightful claim. Hmm. So, um, I think this, um, where are we? Uh, yeah, so eagerness and patience. Um, and in this verse, uh, Brahma puts them actually, uh, they're, they're right next to each other. Susikshamana uh, means earnestly hoping for. And bunjana means enduring. Um, so one who earnest means like um, sincere with intense conviction. So there's this kind of eagerness, intense conviction that Krishna's mercy is, is waiting for me. Uh, but bunjana. Um, enduring, 
that I'm 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 patient for it. I'm waiting for it because I I want His mercy. I don't want my mercy. Um, I'm I'm willing to suffer uh, the reactions of of my past misdeeds. Um, I'm not going to try to avoid those because going through those will avail me um, to to Krishna's mercy. Um, not running from those, but but willing to to go through those and sit through those um, Krishna because um, that's what Krishna's put on my path, right? I've worshipped him. I've done what I could. And and still this, this suffering has come so that that means I know he's not taking this away for a reason. Because he, through his worship, one gets all success. So all success may mean suffering at this time. All success mean, may mean going through some trial or tribulation. Um, that's what that's what our worship of Krishna may bring at times. But we should know that going back to what's truly good in an absolute sense, that may be what's truly good at the moment. That may be what I need um, on on this one step towards towards praying. Um, so we have to be willing to endure uh, certain things in the cultivation of sharanagati. Um, and this verse by Brahma also kind of leads into the last part of the verse, uh, the, the verse we're looking at by Sridhar Maharaj. Uh, Brahma in this in the one we're looking at uh, where he says off you know even while enduring um the suffering that one has to go through this karmic suffering um one's still offering respectful obeisances with his heart words and body so that's kind of all of our domains that we're engaged on subtle verbal physical um all those are being offered um respectful obeisances all of those are being offered to Sri Krishna and in the last part of the verse uh Sri Damaj says to take exclusive refuge in the lotus feet of Sri Krishna in every time place and circumstance um so everywhere anywhere and everywhere um is kind of the the emphasis of this last part that's that's part of sharanagati there's um there's nothing outside of the scope of sharanagati uh, surrender does not mean it only touches this or it touches that uh, but surrendering has a very far far reaching touch it it's able to um able to incorporate everything um 
because it's ground it's is extremely grounded uh in a real a real faith uh kind of through and through almost like a like a magnet so if something gets in the way you know that magnet's still there um a weaker magnet you know may not be as strong sometimes <laughs> especially if there's some things in the way um, but but it's still that um, that attempt to continue can continue trying to to serve and attach oneself uh, to Krishna, the lotus feet of Krishna through um, through these different parts of the journey, and this firm kind of grounded sharanagati. Um, that Shudama is just talking about this that happens in every time, place, and circumstance. This starts in Nishta and is kind of fully in place at the stage of Ruchi, um, Sharanagati. And so one may say, well, okay. Uh, <laughs> Sharanagati sounds very beautiful. If that's fully in place at the stage of Ruchi, how do I cultivate Ruchi? Uh, well, uh, Mahaprabhu, <laughs> being very merciful, has kind of given the formula for that um, in his third verse of Shikshastakam. Bhaktivinoda um, has showed how these verses all correspond to different steps and stages. And third verse being Nishta, the fourth verse being Ruchi. And so Mahaprabhu um, gives kind of the components of Nishta that we can we can develop and, and cultivate this ultimately Sharanagati. Um, so the main, of course, kind of the crux um, Verse Tanadapi Sunichena Tro Avisha Hisnuna Amani Namanadena Kirtaniya Sarahari. Um, so the main component of this third verse is Kirtaniya Sarahari, um, which this is you know what we see in this verse by Sridharmaj every time, place, and circumstance. So Kirtaniya Sarahari means to like always be glorifying Krishna. To always be worshiping uh, Krishna and the other parts of the verse, um, basically those things that are immensely, immensely favorable for, for that. Um, you know that's that's kind of the because the other things you know people can do, but they're not going to develop prayer. So we can understand that the kirtaniya sadahari is is kind of the crux that is going to develop um, Sharanagati, Ruchi, and so forth. But these other things are immensely favorable for for that. These these things will allow us to um, to be able to engage in constant glorification of Krishna, humility, tolerance, not wanting veneration for ourselves, and uh, like a deep respect and appreciation for for others 
um, you know, not just in word, not just trying to say nice things, but but really to truly feel um, indebted and 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 have a real sense of kind of gratefulness for those that are helping us um, along the path in direct and indirect ways. And so these kind of these qualities that a Vaishnava tries to take on and um, cultivate um, through through prayer, ultimately, <laughs> um, to really kind of pray for these things to awaken in us. These these qualities make the heart very fertile, um, very ripe for for the mercy of Krishna and the Vaishnavas to descend. Um, and with that mercy, we can, uh, we can, we can slowly kind of cultivate this constant glorification of Krishna in in every time, place, and circumstance. And there's just the more and more and more we avail ourselves to that and become part of that, and the that's going to color everything in our lives. And everything is going to start um, uh, encouraging us um, to develop a more surrendered attitude, uh, more dependence on Krishna, um, and so forth. That that Shridharaj, you know, has so mercifully compose this whole book for um, just a meditation on Sharanagati, on the importance of that. Um, and th this verse, um, the verses he's kind of compiled here, are many beautiful kind of meditations that we can just take shelter of and, and reflect on. Um, for trying to to cultivate sharanagati, um, so that's pretty much all I have for today. Um, looking at the, the theme of the work, I think it'd be nice to to read it one more time. Um, and just kind of sit with it for a moment, and we can let that end the class. So, vastu nirnaya. Bhagavad Bhaktita Sarvam it's 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 api kankaryam krishna paraika shayatvam sharanagati theme of the work being governed by the faith that all success is achieved by serving the supreme lord to abandon servitude to even scriptural injunctions and take exclusive refuge in the lotus feet of Sri Krishna, in every time, place, and circumstance, is known as Sharanagati, unconditional surrender. Okay, so that's what we have for today. Um, hopefully, this will inspire devotees <laughs> to um to yeah 
maybe check out Shudramaja's book or come to understand more about the, the elements of Sharanagati. And um, yeah, thank you for allowing me to speak on, on Sridharmaja's work today and um, all glories to all the Vaishnavas. Vanshakalpata Rubyas Char Kripa Sindhubhyevacha Patitanam Bhavanebhyo Vaishnavibhyo. Thank you.